1: There's no place like Home for the Holidays or HomeDepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. All right, man. Joining me today is Blake Murphy from The Athletic and former editor emeritus man at RR. Now he uh, applies his trade at The Athletic. And he wrote two articles over the last little bit, very detailed, the annual salary cap uh, review of the Raptors. And then, Blake, you also had an article dedicated specifically to Fred Van Vliet. And the question, which is on a lot of people's mind, which is really, can the Raptors afford to pay Van Vliet what he deserves on the market? while at the same time being in play for Giannis in
0: 2021.
1: Yeah, can... You specifically one thing. You said there's a needle that needs to be thread. Tell me what that needle is and how do we thread it?
0: Yeah, so can is the big word in the way you teed that up. They can. It's going to take some sacrifice maybe, though. So what you're looking at here is... Uh, and Masai Ujiri said this as, mu- said as much in his uh, season-ending press conference last week. He said you know, any moves they're going to make are going to have an eye on the big year, which is 2021 free agency. Now, whether – if Giannis signs the Supermax with Milwaukee this year, maybe that's a move point, and the Raptors approach things um, less with flexibility in mind and more with just consistently maximizing their window. But I think even if you don't think Giannis is very likely to come, flexibility is a good thing to have anyway. You know, we've seen – that the Raptors staying good with the ability to pivot when an opportunity comes along can lead you to a championship. And you need flexibility to do that kind of stuff. And you don't really want to be in the habit of paying a first and a second to get rid of Damari Carroll or giving away Corey Joseph. So that's where this kind of sensitivity to the 2021 situation comes in. Now for 2020, short term, the Raptors can do whatever they want with Fred. They have... Bird rights on him, which means that they can exceed the cap to re sign him. Uh, So, you know, they don't have to lose guys to be able to keep Van Bleet this offseason. It's more about how much are you committing to him in terms of your 2021 flexibility. Now, when we broke this down at the start of the year, we were assuming that the cap is here this year, next year it might be here, and then by 2021 it might be here. And in that scenario, there was some good flexibility. You could get yourself to, okay, you know, before the before the season fifteen mil maybe sounded like a good deal for Fred Van Vliet. Well now not only did he play his value up, now we're expecting the cap to go like this for the next three seasons because of the pandemic and the way that the league is going to um you know, this still has to be negotiated between the league and the union, but what they don't want is the cap to go like this for twenty twenty and then like this for twenty twenty one, and what you get is KD on the Warriors again because of twenty sixteen. So um the way what a flat cap does is it means the Raptors will have less wiggle room in 2021. In theory, uh, we thought maybe that a smaller 2020 cap would help them because it might hurt Van Vliet's market, or it might, uh, what it would have done was keep Siakam's salary a little lower, uh, but he earned second team, all NBA honors. So now he counts as 28% of the cap instead of 25% of the cap. So I'm getting, I'm getting in the weeds here a little bit, but the, the big picture is, Whatever you give Van Vliet is going to eat into your 2021 space. So you are looking at, say we assume $109 million as the 2021 salary cap. You have $31 million committed to Pascal Siakam under our current assumptions. Uh, OG Ananobi, if he doesn't work out an extension, is going to have what's called a cap hold. Basically, to retain your rights on him, he counts against the salary cap for a portion of what he's expected to make. Uh, The same for Terrence Davis. Norman Powell has a player option that year worth almost $12 million that, you know, whether or not he picks it up will probably depend on uh, how this season goes for him. So right away, you're at, you know, there's $50 million. So then if you offer Van Vliet $20 million, then you're at $70 million. And all of a sudden, you know, Giannis's max contract starts to get a little tight, and that's before filling out the roster or, you know, if Serge Ibaka's back on a Mm multi-year deal or you want to keep Kyle Lowry in the fold or, you know, your first round pick from this year hits. There are all these little ways that your cap can, you know, 1 million and 2 million at a time when you're talking about trying to create max space is really big. So what I did in this article uh, for The Athletic called, How Much Can the Raptors Pay for Fred Van Bleet and Still Have Max Money in 2021? Is we made a couple assumptions and we went through a table of, okay, if the cap's here, You can pay Van Vliet this and still have Giannis room. If the cap's here, you can still pay Van Vliet this. Uh, And we have to adjust it now because Siakam's getting 28% of the cap instead of uh, 25% of the cap. But the takeaway you get from doing that exercise is Van Vliet probably has, you know, the Raptors probably have a walkaway point with Van Vliet, somewhere around 20, maybe 22 million if we're assuming a flat cap the next couple of years. And what even that salary requires is you've probably got to either hope Norman Powell opts out or you can trade his deal away. Um, so, this is a very long winded way of setting up that you can pay Van Vleet whatever if you're willing to attach a pick or an asset to Norman Powell later to get out of his deal. Or you can pay Van Vleet whatever if you are like, you know what? No one else is getting a multi-year deal this offseason. Mm. Gasol and Abaka can only come back on one-year deals. We're saying goodbye to Kyle Lowry at the end of 2020, 2021. You know, then you can get that flexibility. So this is what I mean by threading the needle that you have – the word can is a yes. Yes, they can. But you have to make all these other little sacrifices because when Siakam counts as $31 million and and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to count as well over $30 million, and the salary cap's expected to be about 109. You know, that math doesn't go in your favor very, it doesn't go in your favor for very long uh, as Van Vliet's salary starts to climb above
1: $20 million. And, and there's some interest from like some crappy teams, the Knicks leading the way as usual. I mean, so, it, it, and the Knicks have a ton of money to offer and they have a history of overpaying secondary players. Do you expect the Knicks to come in and just, like, ruin this for the Raptors, if for nothing else, then just to make up for the Bargnani trade and all the other things that Ujiri has done to them?
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, you could see a a couple, couple suitors there. And I think New York and Detroit are the big two. I think that both of those teams have cap space. They have a need at point guard. Uh, probably not a lot of players are going to take their money if they roll it over to 2021. Like, there aren't a lot of good free agents this summer, which is part of why Van Bleet has such a strong market. And the teams that do have cap space, like, if you're the Pistons and you're like, oh, the 2021 free agent class is so much better, why don't we just, like, stay flexible and wait? Well, who's taking the Pistons free agent money over a bunch of these other teams, right? Unless you're going to overpay. So for them, especially with the Dwayne Casey connection, as you're trying to, like, kind of rebuild the culture there, you know, maybe Van Vliet makes sense. And maybe you're willing to overpay him because no one else is going to take, uh, take your money anyway. Mm. So the Knicks, you know, the Knicks are a weird one because they always think they're going to get a max guy. Like, the Knicks are probably entering this offseason doing the same mental exercise we are with the Raptors. And it's like, oh, yeah, the Knicks are like, how much can we pay for Van Vliet and still, have, still get Giannis? It's like you're the Knicks, you don't need to worry about it, man like like worry about chasing uh Andre Drummond if, if you really want uh, or or like your eighth power forward or something yeah. but yeah the Knicks the Knicks and the Pistons are the big ones, and then i I think you know Phoenix right now projects to only have about nineteen million in cap space, but you can always get out of. Money a little bit if you need to, you know. You can mm-hmm. renounce some free agents. You can attach a pick to get rid of a guy. Like, like part of Golden State's building strategy was paying a pick to get rid of some salaries so they could get Iguodala in in the first place. Mm-hmm. So teams will do that. And Phoenix had interest in him in 2018 when he was a free agent, and then blew it on Trevor Ariza for whatever reason. Uh, so you know there are going to be teams. And what it's going to come down to for Van Fleet is two things really. It's um, you know what dollar amount do you put on being with a team that has invested in you and, you know, a better competitive environment. And like, what is your personal walkaway point for, you know, Oh, maybe, maybe 1 million a year, you give the Raptors the benefit of the doubt and you like the situation and they've helped you build your brand and you're going to go to the second round of the playoffs or further every year. But if that number becomes 3 million a year, how do you feel about that? And if it becomes 5 million a year, how do you feel about, like if the Raptors walkaway point is 20 million, and the Pistons are like, fine, here's 25. You can't say no. Hmm. You know, over the four years of a contract, that's a lot of money. So that, that's that's the stuff that Van Vliet's probably juggling. And the Raptors will make the chance to compete a big part of their pitch, right? They're, they're going to lay it out for them. You're a huge part of our culture. You're a huge part of our leadership dynamic. We've invested in you. We've helped, you know, you build the bet on yourself brand and pushed your gear and stuff like that. They'll lay all that stuff out. And then what teams like the Pistons and Knicks are going to have to do is like, here's the check. Hmm. And how much do you value those things? So that, that, uh, that'll be the challenge for both sides.
1: So, so like two, two small questions. I like get two possibly dumb questions. So the, the first thing you already corrected me offline on this one is that there's no chance of the Raptors like staggering this deal. Like that, that, that does not work with free agents. That, that no, so horrific. the
0: most, with your own free agents, the most the deal is allowed to go up or down year to year is 8% of the first year salary. So if a guy makes $10 million in year one, you can go up or down 800,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So what that means for a Van Vliet situation is, you know, the, the ideal way to structure it if you're thinking 2021 is like, pay him this in year one, it goes down here in year two, and then it comes back here in year three, and mm-hmm. then up here for year four. Mm-hmm. But you can only do that at 8% of the deal. So okay. if, say he signs for four years, 80 million, you're talking about a 1.6 difference kind of year to year right it's not it's meaningful like we laid out every extra dollar you can save for 2021 is important so if you can get Van Bleet, you know higher salary this year slightly lower next year and then it goes up you know that's better than a flat salary but it doesn't help you you know you're talking a marginal advantage there you're not talking 25 mil this year 10 mil next year 25 25 The, the CBA doesn't let you do that
1: so finally, from Van Leet's perspective, given COVID, given the situation we're in, is this a good year for him to be a free agent with the cap already depressed? And the reason I'm asking that is that I'm just thinking outside the box here. Is there any incentive for him to take a one-year deal, make wait for the cap to go back up and then take a bigger chunk of the cap next summer? Or is that not, not the right way to look at it?
0: Uh, there is incentive for him to take a shorter deal. I wouldn't bet on a one-year deal. I also think, so a one-year deal what would, again, to get down to the weeds a little bit, what would happen on a one-year deal from the Raptors' perspective is when Van Bleet's a free agent next summer, he'd have one of those cap holds on his deal. So he would... You know, usually that's, except in some cases, in some specific cases, that's usually 150% of your last salary. So say Van Vliet signed a one-year $15 million deal. Well, his cap hold for the next summer is suddenly $22.5 million. So that doesn't help the Raptors out at all with flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't count as zero as a free agent. Uh, so I think if you're thinking shorter term, for Van Vliet, what probably makes sense is a two-year deal so that he could re-enter free agency at age 28. That's an age for point guards where teams should still be willing to give out a long-term deal. Um, You know, he could maybe, he could probably get, assuming he doesn't suffer a lot of injury or, or takes a step backward, you know, still contend for a three or four year deal in a summer when hopefully things are more back to normal and the cap has gone up and teams have cap space. He's taking on a risk in that case. If I were Van Bleet's camp, what I would probably ask for in that case is two years with a player option on the third year. And you tell the Raptors, look, you're getting us on a shorter deal that that keeps your flexibility. You know, we're going to play ball on the 2021 salary being a little lighter, but we want the player option for year three, just in case the market's not that good or the cap doesn't go back up or Van Vleet suffers an injury or something like that. So that's a scenario where, You know, if I heading into this year, you would have thought 100% Van Bleet wants the longest-term deal possible. He's 26. Take him to age 30. Get his one big payday. Now you might, you know, he bet on himself the last two times with two-year deals so that he could do that. It's not out of character for him to do it again. There will just be some give and take on, you know, the Raptors will say, well, we want your 2021 salary less than, and his camp will say, okay, give us an option then. And then the Raptors might balk at an option. That, that's where you get, you know, these, the finer points of these negotiations. And, you know, you'd have to ask, I don't want to speak for Van Bleet too, right? Like, like, it might be, this deal might be all about maximizing one contract for him just in case. Um, you know, that, that's going to come down to him and his family to some degree too. But I think a, a two plus one would make some sense for him.
1: Okay. Blake, man, thanks so much for joining and uh enlightening us on the Fred Van Leet situation, man. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, no problem. Hopefully I didn't get too in the weeds with it. This is this stuff is always easier visually for me than verbally. Like when you can yeah. I like I, I tend to picture cap space as like a physical space and you can move pieces around. Um, you know, that's like there's always a tab in my Excel chart where things uh, look like that and I can physically move the things around and visualize it a little better. Hopefully for people who learn verbally instead of visually or, or with writing, you know, hopefully this helped. Uh, I'm all, you can always hit me on Twitter
1: for follow-up questions. Yeah. And uh, check the two articles that are linked as part of the show notes of this uh, little podcast. Thanks again, Blake. Yeah, no problem.
2: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically dollar for dollar